Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and I'm going to set you a challenge and you've got approximately 20 minutes to see if you can work this out. Um, I did something this week that I don't think I've done for four, maybe five years. I can't be 100% sure, I would have to go back and check, but it's something I didn't think I would be doing this week. I haven't done it for a long, long time. It involved me having to hunt around the house to find something. So the constituent part of the thing I did, I needed to search and find because I couldn't remember where the hell uh, the thing I needed had been put and I haven't done it for four to five years and see if you can work it out. In the meantime, we'll get going and we'll start with a bit of that twangy guitar. This week's episode is going to be called We Haven't Turned Around um, and in one respect that's fantastic because um, I've always been a fan of Gomez, particularly the first time when it came along just sounded like nothing I'd ever heard before and um, the, the track We Haven't Turned Around off the second album was something that um, I used to put on compilations CDs. So I, I, mean, I, I remember the, my first iMac and the ability to burn you know, via um, iTunes, the ability to, to, to burn compilation CDs. And We Haven't Turned Around used to go on pretty much every compilation CD um, and tape, to be fair, prior to that, that I that I made. Because um, I just thought it was such a fantastic, um, fantastic tune. Uh, obviously very cinematic and, uh, of course, was used in the film uh, American Beauty. So as a positive, it's great to be able to, to share that track. The downside is I've arrived at that name because I've been thinking about COVID. And just, I don't don't know if we're going to end up regretting this or not, um, or whether it's all part of living with COVID, but COVID is nowhere in terms of the news cycle. I mean, it's still bubbling under on websites and what have you, but it's not breaking through necessarily. And yet the case rate is ridiculous. I mentioned a few weeks ago that the case rate was going up and it really, really is starting to to, to rock it um, to the point where there's predictions that by the end of the week it possibly will be as high as it's ever been in terms of the one in how many people um, will have it. And of course, it's the week where essentially testing is going to stop because at the point when you withdraw free tests um, at the end of at the end of the week then you're going to lose control um, or not, not going to lose control you're going to lose the data is what you're going to lose and in in something like this data is king if we need if we're going to spot new variants if we're going to spot new subvariants if we're going to have any idea of what's going on then we need data and if we're not getting the testing data then the first data we're going to start to get is when it hits the wrong end of the scale i mean we know the lag between people becoming seriously ill and and becoming hospitalized is anything between 2 and 4 weeks so at the point when we actually, or potentially when we find ourselves with a problem, that will be because hospitalizations will be rising, admissions will be rising, and people will be working their way through. Now, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully this thing continues to be mild and and that won't work its way through. But then whatever happens, we haven't 
totally broken the link between a COVID infection and somebody becoming seriously ill. And if you find yourself in a situation where five, eight, ten million people at a time have got COVID, then whichever way around you cut it, you're going to end up with more hospitalizations. So I, I, I'm struggling with the whole concept of not wanting data for the sake of the cost of the tests. And I know it's a cost and I know at the moment everything is about cost and everything's about, but you, this is going to be this is going to be measured in lives ultimately. Um, and I just I'm struggling with with the rationale of where we are at the moment. I hope it doesn't come back to bite. I've got a horrible suspicion it might, but we just we 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 haven't turned around and we haven't learned. <laughs> Of the two that nailed it this year with regard to birthday treats, the two that nailed it were the one that nails it every single year, uh, and I'll come to that in a minute, and the other one that nailed it, would you believe, was Little. So um, it popped up, Little have a, an, an app, um, and the great thing about the Little app is that um, if you shop at Little, and we shop at Little, um, that if you spend over two hundred pounds a month, they give you a tenner back. Spend over a hundred, they give you two quid back. Spend over ten, they give you a, 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 a hundred. Sorry, spend over a hundred, they give you two quid back. Spend over two hundred, they give you a tenner back. So essentially, if you spend two hundred quid in little in a month, you get twelve quid of that back, which is obviously worth having. Um, even I can work out that six percent. But what dropped into the app on on my birthday was a free bakery item. And it just happened to be that uh, the next day or so I was in Lidl, so I collected my free bakery item. As it turned out, Jack ate it, but it it doesn't really matter. In that moment, they nailed it because it was just there and it was a treat. And it was like, oh, great, fine. Well, I'll go and, I'll go and grab, a, as it turned out, a white chocolate chip cookie, which looked great and I'm sure was great. So they nailed that. The, the one who continued to nail it, and, and partly because I just love the way they talk to the customers and the way they engage, is Greg's. So on Greg's app, uh, as I expected, I opened, I haven't opened it for ages, opened it um, just after my birthday, and boom, there's, uh, there's my free sweet treat. Um, and I had my free sweet treat today because obviously they give you a few weeks to spend it, and I, I spent it today. And I spent it on an absolutely... Um, calorifically heavy um custard donut and it was brilliant um but it's just a shout out for greg's because they keep managing it they just keep managing to make me smile and just to deliver and you know i i won't i will not have a word said against greg's i think they're absolutely fantastic wednesday the playbook is out in full force, um, and it's starting. It's predictable, uh, and we're. It's funny because the same playbook is being utilised at the moment, both by our government and by Putin, but on different issues. Um, they're both factoring on news fatigue. They're both factoring or or or, or betting on the fact that people will lose interest in the news cycle. So Putin is absolutely gambling on the fact that people will lose interest in Ukraine and that long-term he will get away, that all that outrage at the beginning will soften and ultimately people will lose interest in Ukraine 
And Johnson is working on the assumption that people will lose interest in Partygate. Now, we know that's definitely the playbook as far as um, the Conservatives are concerned. We've had the talk um, today of uh, the first fines being issued, um, and already they've come out and said, unless Johnson gets one, they're not going to inform the uh, the, 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 the the public of, of any of the details of any of the fines, including if um, Johnson's wife gets one. That that's not going to be that's not going to be um, sort of uh, what's the word disclosed either. Um, and even then, you're now getting the briefing from the 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 Tories that just parrot whatever line they've been given. So I'm thinking of people like Brandon Lewis and Grand Chaps and Nadine Dorries, and you you know the you know the group by now, um, who are just saying that whatever happens, whether he gets a fine or not, i.e. he will get a fine, using that analogy, it doesn't matter if he gets a fixed penalty notice, he shouldn't resign, he shouldn't go... He's still the right man to lead the country and the right man to lead the country because of what's going on in Ukraine. Okay, so two things there. News fatigue is driving this. The idea is that it's been long enough now since we were all annoyed about Partygate that we've forgotten about it. Um, And they reckon, they reckon it's been long enough that they can start now to push that line, to push that line of, well, it doesn't matter if he is found guilty of breaking the law in a lockdown, he should still be prime minister. Now, I, I kind of, I, I was tearing my hair out as I was, I was listening to it, just because I was thinking, I mean, it's, it's obvious why it's being done, but I don't know where do they get the information from to think that now's the point in time that actually we have lost interest enough that you can start to push that line. Because the point of pushing the line is it will outrage people like me. But in pushing it, what you're saying to people who aren't as outraged as me, but probably are still outraged is, well, everybody else is okay with it, so you need to be okay with it as well. It's 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 that kind of thing of, actually, nobody's bothered. You know, you've got a government minister saying, on the doorstep, this isn't an issue anymore. And they're lying through their teeth. They're absolutely lying through their teeth. But, but of course, you say that enough times and people accept that that's the reality of it. If nobody else is getting wound up about it, then why should I, I be getting wound up about it? Is the argument they are or the thing they're wanting you to think, which, of course, is nonsense. And it's the same thing for Putin. Why are you getting aggravated about this? Why you know? Why can't I have the Donbass? Why can't I split Ukraine? Why can't I do this? And you work on the assumption it goes on long enough and that people get bored with pain and suffering and just want to move on. So, I don't know, that's the, that's the playbook and it was clearly evident today, but it's just, it's just so... Min- oh, I don't know. I don't know. Stop me before I go any further, because I'm just getting myself worked up about something that I'm not going to be able to change. But we need to get back to a point where we haven't fallen this far, and I don't quite know how you do it. Because the problem now we've got, I mean, it's a, to be fair, it's a problem for the Tories as well. If Johnson stays in power on this, then 
we're faced with that question of what a what what drives an elected official out of office for one, but also from a conservative perspective, if Labour in power, then what? What behaviour are Labour going to feel that they can get away with based on what this government has, has got away with? It doesn't help any of us in the long term. Thursday. Today was all about two different experiences uh, whilst trying to, I guess, save money or trying to be prudent or trying to be organised. Um one of them very positive, one of them very negative. Uh, well, not very negative, just negative. But the one that was negative was kind of entirely predictable. So the one that was negative was I tried to do, well, I managed to do meter readings, but I tried to input meter readings onto my Scottish Power account. And of course, Scottish Power's infrastructure just ground to a halt today as a large number of their customers wanted to actually put a line, draw a line in the sand and ensure that Scottish Power knew exactly how much power they had used or gas or electric had been used at the point before um, the energy cap changes and prices go through the roof. Um, so um, that was a... I mean, what was on their website essentially was a really naff test cardy kind of apology saying that even though they'd increased capacity by 500%, it wasn't enough. The website was was falling over and you had 10 days to submit your readings um so and that and i think from what i read that was across the board um martin lewis bless him had managed to you know grind most of the web infrastructure for most of the um energy providers in the uk uh to the point of it being you know you know it was just sort of sat in the in in the corner whimpering essentially um the thing that was a positive was that my um, my broadband TV phone deal, um, which I'd have to renegotiate kind of every 18 months, as we all kind of have to do in this kind of weird kind of thing nowadays, uh, was up for renewal. And I knew that it was going to go up in the next few days by a lot, by the equivalent of 40%. So I rang and spoke to uh, somebody at uh, Virgin, and the first person I spoke to was was absolutely great and just looked at it and said, yeah, we can do something about that and pushed a few buttons and said, right, well, it's going to go up from where it is now. It's going to go up by a factor of 10%. So instead of going up the 40% that it would have done if I did nothing, it was it was going to go up by 10%. And I kind of said, well, look, does it would it matter if I threw my toys out of the pram at this point? And the response came back, no, there's nothing more I can do. And then we were chatting for a little bit and then... Um, you know, this person said, what I could do is put you through to the, 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 t- the next team up and tell them that you're really not happy and see if we can't make some progress that way around. So I then went on to somebody else and uh, that conversation was, was, was equally pleasant. And at the end of it, I ended up bringing my bill down by 5% and getting a Netflix subscription thrown in. So I was able to 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 um, cancel my Netflix subscription, so therefore, in essence, my bill came down by fifteen percent. So um, that worked out. That worked out really well. Uh, uh, you know, as a, as a flip side to the Scottish Power experience, the Virgin Media experience was absolutely fantastic. And the other thing that was great about it was the link they sent me for Netflix. I clicked on it. It took me through to my Netflix account and said, "Oh, we see that Virgin are going to take over payment of your Netflix. Click here." 
to confirm. I confirmed, so all my details have stayed the same. My username and everything stayed the same. Everything, I haven't had to mess with anything. I don't need to go and reprogram the telly or anything like that. All sorted with just a little note coming through saying, we can now confirm we'll stop charging you MasterCard as of this date. And it's now sorted as part of the Virgin contract, which is really, really fantastic. So that was lovely and seamless and superb and really well put together. Um, and yet the other side of it, the utility side of it, which, by the way, 15% off my entertainment package and my broadband and my TV is nothing like what the increase for you know energy is going to be. Um, but the thing that was interesting was um, I, I, I came off the call and thought, wow, how, how great, how really accommodate. They really thought this through. That was just absolutely superb. But then, of course, these are the things that people are going to be cancelling. The streaming services are things that people are going to be cancelling. Netflix doing a deal with Virgin and effectively probably saying, do you know what, instead of us charging the customer a tenner, why don't you roll it into your, one of your packages and we'll sell it to you for two or three quid, means that they continue to sell product. It might affect the amount of money that Netflix have got to put into content development, but the alternative is a lot of people cancelling things like Disney Plus and Netflix and Spotify because these are going to be the first things to go with it, without a shadow of a doubt. They're easy things to, to, to get rid of and they're charged on a monthly basis and they're not contractual. So I would imagine that it's a great time to speak to anybody providing that kind of entertainment and talk about if you're in a, you know providing you're not in a contractual period talk about changing you, your services because if my experience is is anything to go by they will do a lot for you rather than lose you completely and of course okay with somebody like virgin they 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 know you're not going to switch your broadband off so they know they're going to keep you to a certain extent but they still want to keep you on as many things as they possibly can over people like netflix and disney and what have you they they stand the chance of just losing you altogether um and of course that's the that's the bit that they're they're going to want to try and um, and change so i would imagine there's going to be a lot of this now where you start to see things like netflix and disney folded into sky and talk talk and virgin packages just to try and at least keep that content in front of you with the hope that long term you won't actually you know cancel and then forget about them altogether um so interesting very very interesting consumer experience really and and hats off to be fair hats off to everybody at virgin because not only would you know did i end have i ended up saving money but the service that i had from both the people i spoke to was absolutely top draw friday so the teaser at the start of the episode um uh, it's very simple, I imagine you all got it. It was a cheque. Um, I had to route around the house to find a chequebook because I want to I want to join a fishing club. I don't quite know how to put that out there, but there's... That sounds awful, doesn't it? It sounds like I really have hit a point in my life. It isn't because I want to join a fishing club, and I certainly don't want... I don't fancy the idea of a fishing AGM or a, or a meeting of the, you know, what is the Slowerton District Angling uh, Club. Uh, for those living outside of Huddersfield, they will read that as Slaithwaite, but anybody who's here knows that it's pronounced slower. Anyway, um, I've no desire to go to that particular meeting. I don't want to put myself into that space. Uh, I'm not wanting to necessarily go and spend time with other fishermen. Um, but they have lots of 
little ponds and they've got a stretch of canal, they've got a stretch of river and they've got about 10 or 15 little ponds and they're all local and I can get to a lot of them within 5 or 10 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes and it just means that where you would pay a fiver for a day ticket and kind of when you do that you kind of feel you need to go for 3 or 4 hours to make it to justify spending it plus you've got to go into Huddersfield to buy this day ticket from the angling shop in Huddersfield if I am a member, I can go anytime I want. So if I get, you know, if I'm at home at seven o'clock at night on a summer's evening and think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go fishing for a couple of hours. There's a pond less than ten minutes away that I can just go and, and rock up and and take a, you know, the, the bare minimum of bits and pieces with me and just have a couple of hours on a pleasant evening at the drop of a hat. Um, so, but of course, the only way because it was beautifully traditional beautifully traditional you know no 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 automated payments no credit card payments it's check or postal order and you had to include a stamped dressed envelope to get your membership book back so it was a bit of a throwback to yesteryear but i suppose if you if if, if, if there's anything you want to throw back to yesteryear it probably is something like a fishing club or a bowls club or a whatever it might be um so in this instance, it was the fishing club, and I had to find the checkbook. And I, yeah, I reckon it's four to five years um, since I've written a check. Looking at the last entry in the back of a checkbook, I'd even forgotten the whole concept of writing down the things you used to write, you used to give checks for, so you didn't lose touch of of your spending. It's anyway, anyway. If somebody unearthed this episode in thirty or forty years' time, you'll have no idea what the hell I was talking about, but. For for today, for today, I was back in the eighties and I was writing a check. Uh, and on that note, I'll leave you um, for for now. Have a really really pleasant um, weekend. Uh, I hope you're all hope you're all well. Uh, and I will be back talking similar amounts of garbage and nonsense, and probably no doubt moaning about um, the the shower that's in government uh, at the same time next week. <laughs> therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production